Hey guys, I have a question for you. Are you ready for something new and for your life to take a meaningful direction? Well, we are about to take a big step into the world of possibilities, a place where we don't like to talk about how bad things are, but rather of how great things could be. Here, we look at the world with a new set of eyes, learn our thing or two, and by inspiring each other, we try to find happiness in new realities. I'm Anne Therese, and this is my podcast, Hey Change. What does it really mean to be happy? Is this something we can practice and are there any tricks we can use in our everyday life that will make us happier? These were questions that Greg asked himself when he just got out of depression due to a hip injury in college and started to read up on the subject. He got so fascinated by the science behind it all and how the body works with different so-called happiness molecules that he decided to start the company PVOs, Positive Vibes Only Society, with a purpose to inspire people to live happier lives. And since this happened to be one of my favorite topics, I'm super stoked to have Greg on my show today. We're going to talk about the different feel-good molecules in our bodies and how we can create them through the activities we choose in our everyday lives. We'll also cover the meaning of flow, why the struggle is so important, and how there is a difference between happiness and positivity, and how we can learn to work with both. And if you wonder why I'm having a talk about the science behind happiness, which obviously has nothing to do with sustainability, plant-based foods, or saving the planet, let me say this, it does. Very much so, actually, because happiness is the most fundamental part in successful, positive change. You can try all you want to save the world and help other people, but if you don't choose happiness first, if you don't understand that you deserve to be happy while doing so, then what's the point, really? And if you're not happy doing what you're doing, no matter how passionate you are about your cause, then the chances are you won't be doing it for that long. Happiness is what's going to fuel your engine to keep going and that will allow you to see things in a new light. In a state of happiness and abundance, you're able to see opportunities over problems and to also inspire others to follow your lead. So in other words, the world needs you to be happy. And I happen to think that it's actually your obligation to make sure you are. But I know it's hard sometimes and that it's easy to forget to train that muscle and to focus on abundance. I mean, I get stuck there all the time having to remind myself to just pause, breathe and to bring myself back to where I'm meant to be. So don't ever feel like a loser for not being happy because, like I said, it is a practice. But hopefully this episode with Greg will give you some tips and ideas on how you can start training for a life filled with happiness, purpose, and the feeling of being exactly where you are meant to be. All right, ladies and gentlemen, dogs and cows, whoever you are out there tuning in, it's time to be happy. This is Greg Karolitz from PBS.
All right, hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Hey Change, and um, hi Greg. Hey there, Tess. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? You're calling in from the East Coast in Boston, right? I I am, and today was actually a gorgeous day, and uh, what has been. I guess not too bad of a winter, but it was 67 degrees today, which was just amazing. So I got to walk around outside for 30 minutes or so. So it was a great day. Yeah, I mean, we woke up to freezing cold this morning, uh, which I did not expect at all because I'm in California. So I guess we've had the opposite days. Not saying I'm complaining (laughs) because I usually have really nice weather, but still, I was like, wait a second, it's Celsius. It was like two degrees. So was that like 30 something? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what's going on? I'm not used to this, but you know, it's fine. Sun is out, so I'm not complaining. So the struggle is real. Now now you know what we go through and I don't know why we put ourselves through this over here, but uh it makes us stronger is what is what we're was what we're told. Hey, I grew up in Sweden, I lived in New York for three years, so I, I know what cold is. And um And you made the smart move. I yeah, got to the West Coast. I, so, did, uh, I did the right thing. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Anyways, we're not here to talk about the weather, which is always nice to talk about, but not so exciting. Actually, what we are about to talk about is probably one of my favorite subjects. I think I've kind of been obsessed with it since a very early age, because I know my mom told me when I was like a kid, I would hang up these notes in my room to wake up to in the morning and kind of remind myself to like, hey, embrace the day and see the sunny side of life or whatever. So we're going to talk about happiness, because I find it... I found it in my entire life to be very, that it is important to be happy, which is what I was going to say. Um, so I would say you are kind of like a happiness expert, if you can call anyone a happiness expert. So I'm super excited to talk to you about this, Greg. And just to kind of get all the listeners on board and on the same page, I'm going to ask you this question. Why are we talking about happiness today? It's a great question. I think uh, as everybody you speak with, that at least I, I don't know why this is the question that I always ask people, but I always ask them, you know, what does success look like to you? And in almost all instances, I would say 95% of the people don't have a super clear picture, but 100% of the people say, I want to be happy. And so um, I guess the reason why we're talking about happiness today is I've had some ups and downs in my life, and I've learned a lot about, uh, you know, struggling and even having anxiety over maybe even the last six or so years. Um, but I have started to study what happiness is and how we can create more of it, not only for ourselves, but for other people. Um, so hopefully we're, we'll dive into some nice depth around how people can, you know, maybe program themselves to be more happy and put themselves into situations where uh, they can achieve that version of success and, and kind of walk around with a smile on their face, which is, uh, I think, a short glimpse of, of what happiness may be. And we were actually introduced to each other via a common friend. And he was like, hey, Tess, you need to reach out to this person. You guys are on the same mission. He's awesome. So obviously I did all like right away. But I think it's so important what you're saying right now because I have to keep reminding myself that, hey, you want to be happy. Like this is what you're so obsessed about. Um, why is it so hard to just stay in the moment and to just, you know, be content with what you have right now and I think there is some kind of or some sort of disconnect in between the path to success and finding that path through happiness and um, it's think you know it's just this kind of world we're living in today unfortunately that it's really hard to to do both whereas it shouldn't be that hard and happiness should lead to success and not the other way around so I'm very yeah I totally agree Uh no no I was just gonna say like I, I I totally agree, and I think um, as as I try to do a decent amount of self reflection, and then also ask 
hopefully uh i think much like you and the reason why you're doing this as well but like to ask other people what makes them happy and to derive what that means for people i think uh each each person has a different version of what happiness actually means and Mm -hmm. it's our it's our you know it's our goal and our right to go figure out what it is and then i think it's our obligation to go do that um so i'm excited to dive in a little bit i've uh you know try to figure out what my own passions are and, and what leads me to be happy. And if, if people who listen to, to your show can walk away with anything, it's like, you know, for how cliche it may be, because all cliches are true, follow your passion and then find out what it is if you don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully that will lead us all on a good path together of, uh, of not doing it independently, but on this mission to help everybody, which is um, I, I really think the whole purpose to, to, to being. It's like we got to do it together. And I think yeah. we silo ourselves. Yeah, so there's a few things we're going to talk about today. It's, you know, coming together as a group and also creating habits for yourself and all that. And you're going to dive more into like the scientific part of things, which I'm so excited to hear more about. You really do have an obligation, I think, to be happy and to understand that, you know, the world needs you to be happy. And you can't really do any good or help anyone else unless you've helped yourself first and really figured out how can I be happy today. And also, again, to realize that there doesn't have to be one or the other we can really do what we're supposed to be doing we can do great things in this world we can make money we can have loving relationships and be happy at the same time so i'm super excited to talk about this and i guess to myself just to make some reminders that you know happiness is not supposed to be in the future it's supposed to be right now and i think we're going to talk about some simple tricks that we can do every day to kind of like implement that in our lives but just to back up a little bit, because um, I want to talk about your company and your mission today, which is to help people remind themselves to choose their own happiness. And you're doing so through your company, PVOs, which stands for Positive Vibes Only Society. I mean, how can you not love that? Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, you are creating these awesome necklaces that are symbols of different feel-good molecules that we have in our bodies. And you actually sent me one. I'm wearing it right now. And it's a serotonin necklace. And of course, I feel pretty awesome wearing it. So what are some other ones you have and why did you decide to make like, you know, these molecules? Yeah, so for me, and maybe just to give the the listeners a little bit of background, um, in high school, I was uh, a pretty competitive athlete, uh, or at least I, I still like to think so. I used to wrestle and um, in, in my free time, I used to do a lot of woodworking. And, um, I think that's what defined me in my, my teens where I was like, Greg Carell, it's the woodworker wrestler nerd dude. Hmm. Right. And I, I felt really good about that. I, I was, I was, uh, by my own definition successful and, um, I had things that I was working towards and I, I felt like I was moving forward in, in progress and learning a lot about myself, which I think as a teenager, you don't stop to think. But, um, when I got to college, I almost had to redefine who I was, what I cared about, and what my passions were because I didn't have wrestling anymore. Uh, I chose not to wrestle in college, and woodworking wasn't an option in school. Um, so I, I tried to figure out other ways where I could push myself and kind of get myself into this moment of, uh, of, of flow, which is one of the things that I'd love to talk about in a little bit, where you, you kind of just feel like you're in the moment, super happy, and that's where exactly where you're supposed to be. Um, and I lost that in college and, um, that's actually when I started to develop a a bit of anxiety. Uh, and I actually had double hip surgery from wear and tear over, over the years of wrestling. And, and I, I went down into like the spiral of who am I, what am I supposed to be doing? What do people think of me? Which I think is always a, a very 
tough thought to have. Mm. And what do I even think of myself? Um, and, and at the time, um, so I, I am Jewish and my aunts got me a star of David for my bar mitzvah when I was 13 and I had brought it with me. I never really wore it, but when I was at this time of, you know, pretty deep anxiety where I didn't really know who I was and I didn't have much going on, uh, at the time I was like, who the heck am I? And I started wearing my, my necklace as a, as a physical reminder to myself, um, that anytime I felt anxious, I wore it under my shirt and I would touch it. That would just be like that little anchor that I could confide in that made me feel like everything's going to be okay. Um, and then to fast forward a few years and, and thank God I'm, I'm kind of out of that anxious state after I could go for my first run and work out again and figure out my identity. And I started to love to design and build things digitally. Uh, I'm really happy with the way that I am now and the things that I'm doing now. And I wanted to build a, a wearable reminder that had no religious affiliation, but uh, hopefully a strong spiritual affiliation with other people. Um, and then with yourself that you could turn to anytime you had that moment or that feeling of anxiousness. So uh, Positive Vibes Only Society is, the mission of it is to help people live a more positive and happy life. And uh, for me, the wearable reminder of a necklace acted as a uh, the anchor that I was okay and that I'm in control and that I'm doing the things that I need to be doing and everything's a life learning moment. So we have two necklaces now. One's called the Positive Vibes Necklace, which is a symbol for positivity. And the one you're wearing, the serotonin molecule necklace, is a uh, wearable reminder to be happy, where we can get, jump into what these molecules actually mean, excuse me, what they actually mean, um, and then you know what the significance is and how we can create more of them. But the whole mission is to have some sort of wearable reminder, whether it be a PVO's necklace or not, that you could touch or feel or see or taste that would almost be that moment that could bring you back to reality to say, ah, everything is okay and mm -hmm. I am happy. Uh, and that's my whole mission is how do we get more people to reflect a little bit more about where they are and what they're doing and that they're on the right path to their own version of success and happiness. Uh, and for me, it was a necklace and I wanted to try to give that to more people where they could have that same feeling. Um, and that's, that's what we're up to. I think a lot of people might just say, you know, a necklace is not going to help me with anything. I have deeper problems than that. But I think what's so powerful about it is that it's not about the necklace in itself. It could be anything. But we are usually stuck in this hamster wheel and we just keep going and going and going. So what we really need is something significant to just that we can touch or just be reminded by every day to like just stop and what are you doing? You're back there. You're back circling around. Like you were supposed to be happy. You're not supposed to feel this way. Are you creating distress for yourself? Because um, I think most times we are. Like we don't really have to be stressed. Or we don't really have to be sad or whatever it is we're going through. And we have a lot of power within ourselves to change that path. But we need to first just to stop and to be reminded um, to bring That's that power okay. back to ourselves. I, I couldn't agree more. And uh, for some people, it's setting the back of their the the maybe the background of their iPhone or their Android. Or uh, another example, I, I love picking up pennies that are heads up because I do believe they're good luck, and I stick them right into my shoe. So I walk around and I have this little penny floating around my shoe that's not very comfortable. But I'm like, oh, it's a heads up penny. Today's gonna be a good day. And yeah. then I have my then I have my necklace that is just there as I walk around, or even if as I'm sitting. And anytime I feel that surge of of, uh, of cortisol or of anxiety pop up, it's like, oh, nope, let's suppress it. Uh, mm -hmm. And I, I have my thing. And I hope 
other people can find their thing. And uh, I think it actually is a really important small reminder that makes really big differences in uh, in the day to day. No, definitely. I actually have a tattoo on my foot that says gratitude. And I tattooed it because I wanted to remind myself to be grateful and to just like be in the moment and, you know, enjoy life and whatever. The bad part is I've lived so far in countries where I don't really see my foot that often. So <laughs> it doesn't really work as much as I wanted to. It's like sometimes like, wait a second, what's that? Oh, yeah, I have a tattoo. Like I keep forgetting I have one. But, you know, I guess it's still there giving me some, some kind of energy through it all. But anyways, whatever, I, whatever it is. Yeah, it, you know. Something more like tangible that you can feel might be a better solution. So a necklace is better than a tattoo. That's all I'm saying. Um, but one thing you shared with me when you told me the whole story was that a stepping stone for you or like a catalyst to start. Like you were in this depression, right, from your injury and stuff. And there was just something where you felt like I need to get out of this. And I think one of the first thing you did was to actually open up to your friends and start talking yeah. about it. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, um, absolutely. I think that this is, and so, uh, and thanks for doing this, right? Like I, I, I personally feel like being vulnerable also opens you up to building genuine relationships and um, and thanks for uh, enabling me to share that with people. Um, and I hope more people then do that with, with their friends and their family and maybe even strangers as well. For me, when, when I was in college, <clears throat> There were, I think there were, there were two instances, and this was my sophomore year when I was, you know, in that anxiety and depression state, um, when I just didn't know me, which was really strange. Uh, the, the first one was uh, one of my classes was actually part theology, part philosophy, called Pulse at Boston College, and um, my teacher, w- you basically go and you learn from the books in class, but then half the class is also a placement, and I had this placement at a uh, inner city school where I got to tutor fifth to eighth graders. And, um, one evening I was set up with the student Derek after playing basketball and eating dinner with the students and Derek and I were going through math problems and, uh, we're sitting at these circular tables in the middle of like the library that they have set up. And, uh, there may be five students with five different teachers or mentors there and, uh, me being one of them. And, uh, to my immediate left, like over my back left shoulder was a student, Isaiah, also a, a fifth or sixth grader. And he had a, uh, older bald man, um, as his, as a mentor. I wish I knew this guy's name cause I want to reach out to him. I made a really big impact on my life. Hmm. Um, and, and this, this older bald man sitting there and just, uh, I don't know how I was eavesdropping and I, it just caught my attention. And, uh, he asked Isaiah, he goes, Isaiah, like, do you like it here? And Isaiah was like, nah, man, you know, this place just, I don't, it's not for me. And he's like, what do you mean? He goes, ah, you know, I, I don't know. I just, it's not for me. And the old bald man, I remember seeing this out of the corner of my eye. He, he took off his glasses and he, he put them on the table and he had like his legs crossed. And he said, Isaiah, can, can I tell you something? And he's like, yeah, sure. And he goes, Isaiah, one piece of advice is go with the flow. Don't fight it don't flee it. It builds character. Hmm. And I swear, I swear to God, whether or not it's stuck in Isaiah's head, it went straight into my ear and, uh, and got stuck in my head. Go with the flow. Don't fight it. Don't flee it. It builds character. That was a moment of of real impact for me. I wrote it down in my iPhone notes. I looked at it later that night and that's actually when I made the connection with my necklace to say like, this is what this stands for for me. This is my mantra. This is my thing. Mm. 
And at that point onward, I actually had like my token and my mantra that I could move forward through. And then uh, probably a couple weeks later when it started to get nice out and I, I was feeling okay, and I think this was maybe uh, April or May, I went for my first run and my buddy Keith, who um, had previously been on the, the BC football team um, as an O-lineman. He was like 315 pounds, but he had gotten a bunch of concussions, so he couldn't play anymore. He got in super good shape, and he was helping me try to get back into it as well. And as we're going for a run around this big reservoir right near BC, I opened up to him. I said, you know, Keith, I want to just be honest with you, man. Like going for these runs and getting your help is super helpful. This is why, like I'm, I'm really stuck in my head. Like I, I don't know who I am. I'm trying to figure this all out. And he started asking me a lot of questions while we're going for the run. And it felt like the run only lasted five minutes. And I think we had gone for, you know, a good 45. Mm. Uh, and what was amazing too, was me opening up to Keith to tell him about my own anxiety. He actually said, Greg, I have the same thing going on. Or I have something really similar. His identity had totally shifted as well. He was this, this big D1 football athlete, highly recruited to not being able to do anything at all because of his concussions. And so at, th at that moment, I was like, you know what? There's so many other people out there experiencing similar things. Maybe I can learn from them and maybe what I share can help them too. And I didn't know it at the time. Um, but at that moment onward, I felt way more comfortable opening up to what were my super close friends and just saying like, hey guys, this is what I'm going through. I'd love your help. And uh, the good friends were the ones who put their arms around me and were like, yeah, you know what? We'll get you back to normal. We'll figure out ways to get you there. And then you also figure out the people who might just be your acquaintances. And that's totally okay too. Not everybody can be your super close friend. But with Keith, uh, we now have that connection and we haven't kept in touch that well, but whenever we do see each other around Boston now, and this is, you know, close to eight to 10 years later, um, we immediately have that bond between each other as great friends. Mm. And, and, uh, I know if I need anything, I can always turn to him and he knows the same thing for me. And that is this whole concept of the society that we live in, where I think we are constantly closing our doors to two other people and opening up and sharing our experiences with them. That, that creates these bonds of trust and intimacy, which actually are you know, the things that oxytocin, one of the molecules we'll talk about, creates. Um, and it was a really special moment for me. Like Keith became a great buddy. I immediately felt more relieved because I had somebody that I could talk to about what was going on in my head and my hips and my body. And then he also helped push me in the, in the gym and on these runs physically, which is what I needed to create these molecules of positivity to get myself back to being Greg. And uh, that was a huge moment for me as well. So I, I think just by being vulnerable and opening your mind up and being open-minded to what other people might be able to help you with, whether they know it or not, the old bald man with a mantra helping, trying to help uh, Isaiah. Um, and then Keith also just listening to me as I was telling him about uh, my, you know, my heart palpitations based upon something I had no idea what was happening. Mm. Um, and it was a pretty powerful moment that, um, you know, I now want to genuinely know how people are doing because Keith and the old balder man, I wish I knew his name, uh, you know, helped influence me. And I think that we can do that for random people. We can do that for our friends, for our family. And, um, that's, that's kind of the challenge that I gave myself and that I hope other people take under, uh, under their wings as well. There are so many things I want to say on this. <laughs> I keep making notes in my head. First, I want to say what that bald man that you're probably never going to meet again. You're never going to remember his name. What I realized is like those people will come into our life when we least expect it. And yeah. I think you are supposed to hear this mes message more than the other guy. 
Um, but, you know, sometimes we get messages like that from people we would never expect to hear them from. So it's very powerful to be open to that kind of communication from the world. And when it's when it really hits you like that, just take it to heart and like, what can I do with this? And um, some to talk about vulnerability, because, you know, I think it is amazing what you're saying. Like, I actually remember hearing once that I think the happiest people in the world, not the happiest people, but like the people that live the longest, this is tiny island in Italy. And it wasn't that they were eating healthier or like had some magic drink or whatever. It's just that they actually have a community where everyone just is together and everyone is super authentic and vulnerable. Everyone just lives in this really super tight community. That's what I'm trying to say. So it says a lot about human health and how I think we are depleting ourselves in that sense because of social media, because of how our structured, how society is today. And I think what you said and what I was thinking about when you talked about it, opening up to another person, you're not only building a relationship to that person, but I think you're opening up a, I would say a new kind of relationship to yourself. Because I think oftentimes when we're not talking about things to other people, we're also trying to hide it from ourselves because like, no, I'm stronger than that. I'm actually not in that much pain or it's fine. Like, who am I to complain about things? We don't want to be whiners. We don't want to whine. We don't want to complain. So uh, just by not saying anything to anyone, we are kind of just not letting ourselves heal that part, right? That's how I feel. And actually... To be vulnerable, just the other week, I completely crashed one weekend, which is funny because I had just started drafting these questions with you. So I was so in the mindset of like being happy and being in the flow. And <laughs> and then I just found myself completely crashing for not doing what I was just about to talk to you about. Anyways, um, I didn't see that coming. And I was really surprised that I just from nowhere, I felt depressed. I felt like I didn't want to do anything. I wanted to just like give up on life. Everything I know deep inside, I don't want to do. So I thought to myself, what's happening? Like, why am I feeling this way? And when I started Googling it, because that's what you do nowadays when you <laughs> struggle with something, <laughs> everything I read was the best way to deal with this is just to talk about it with people. So I called my parents right away. I just said, hey, this is what I'm feeling. I talked about it with my boyfriend. And now, two days later or whatever, I felt better. So I think there's a lot to be said about just being open and being vulnerable and ask for help. I, I couldn't agree more. And on the flip side, and um, I, I write down all these amazing quotes as I hear them. And, and here was one that I think is just super relevant for hopefully people listening. It's, uh, it's a Chinese uh, proverb, so I don't actually know who said it, but... If you want happiness for an hour, take a nap. If you want happiness for a day, go fishing. If you want happiness for a year, inherit a fortune. If you want happiness for a lifetime, help someone else. Mm. So what's amazing is us seeking help in other people um, not only helps us, but I also think it helps them. And this is also why I think being open and asking great questions. And for example, like you and I are meant to be speaking right now because our mutual friend thought that we would help each other, right? He actually just helped both of us. Um, And I think that's what this whole society that I hope to be a part of and what I'm trying to build here with Positive Vibes Only Society is all about. Like, it's not about us. It's about helping other people, which actually helps us even more than we can imagine. Yeah. Um, And which makes stronger bonds with your boyfriend and your parents and like that's what's so crazy about this world is you just kind of have to open up a little bit. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's like an amazing quote you just read to me. I'm just letting it sink in. Um, but 
So do you think, though, like, do you think it is harder today with social media to be vulnerable? Because, like, we keep seeing everyone else's life is perfect. And, you know, no one else is being vulnerable. And, like, why should I be, you know? Like, I should just, like, kind of stay in my own little bubble and not care about talking to the world. Yeah, I, I think to, in today's world, at least from what I'm experiencing right now with how relevant social media is in our lives, it is hard to cut through the BS, like you choose what you post. And if I'm if I'm going to post something, I want it to be a great picture of doing something cool. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think you just kind of have to take that with a grain of salt. Um, and I also think behind every great photo, people are also struggling with other things. Almost and definitely. so, you know, and so I think this is also putting a little bit of the ownership on ourselves. Like if you're genuinely friends with somebody and they're posting awesome stuff, I don't know about you, but I love texting my friends saying like, oh my God, that photo's amazing. Mm -hmm. Where were you? What were you doing? And then you strike up a conversation to dig a little bit deeper about those situations. Like if somebody's doing really cool stuff in Bali, which some of my friends are right now on little vacation, I want to know about it, right? And I also think that genuine curiosity that you bring to the table also makes those bonds stronger for that person as well. So I think the challenge that I have for people is like, don't stop at the photo, right? Go out there and actually grab a coffee with somebody, grab a grab a drink with somebody, grab lunch with somebody, go on a workout or a run with somebody. Like, it's scary to ask, but if there's no strings attached to it, I would say more times than not, they'll be open. Use the social media world to create a real world. Because that is the awesome part about it. We can really connect with people from anywhere. Because it's just like yeah. a DM away or like a comment away. <laughs> But like you said, and I think sometimes we feel so intimidated by people because we just talked about it. Their life looked glorious and fabulous and like they're doing all this cool stuff and this person is so cool and I'm not. But, you know, they may not even think of themselves that way. And just you saying, hey, I love that picture. That looks so awesome. Can you just bring me next time? And this person might be like, hell yeah, come on, you know. We'll go surfing next week and come on board. Um, so totally, I think... I think, I know, I, I've had a struggle with social media lately um, on, on both ends, but if we can bring the world back to us and to kind of see it as just a, a filter that's there that can help us when we want it to, not a burden that we need to tend to at all times, um, I think we can still be happy and sane. Yeah, and, and I, I have one quick little anecdote here. With, uh, with Positive Vibes Only Society as well, I, I have this... Uh, really small ambassador network of just people that I've actually, uh, some I've met in person, some I've not. But um, either people have reached out to us directly or uh, we've reached out to them directly just to say like, hey, the vibes that you're putting out there and the stuff that you're doing is absolutely awesome. And and then what I try to do is jump on a call with these people. And um, I, I would say I now have friendships with these people, even beyond the ambassadors themselves. Um taking what has just been from social media and what I think are really cool pictures and experiences. And I want to get to know them Mm -hmm. Um, because everybody has a really cool story. You just have to be genuinely curious enough to care. Um, And I think that's on us. So uh, I think social media is a tough place. I think it's an amazing place. And then I think you have to choose the mindset in which you want to approach it, which is that hopeful, positive mindset that people can, uh, put themselves in to get the positive and get the get the benefit from rather than immediately default to negativity and, and challenge, which uh, which I think happens way more frequently than it should. Yeah. And then it, again, back to having 
the power in our hands to do to make anything anything you know it's like what you're doing with your everyday job or your daily life or your social media it's really about you it all comes back to you um and this is something i'm working on right now like it is what you make it and i think it's very important to remember that um it doesn't have to be your entire life it's actually your choice to make it what you want it to be so yeah and um since i am a little bit of a science nerd after all most people don't know this but i love like (laughs) scientific things about things because then i have proof to the craziness in my world anyways i would love to hear some about these molecules because i know you've studied them quite some uh quite a bit and like how they affect our bodies and our mental health and just kind of how you why you decided to create um society around these molecules so my my two passions now are uh building things and positivity. Mm-hmm. So my own goal uh, of trying to create my own version of happiness is I go home and I, I work on PVOs. Like for me, that's why I go do it. But I, beyond that, I actually want to start researching um, what made people happy because I've been, I've been on the other side. I've been really not happy. And then I'm like, if there's science to it, which there has to be because it's mental, it's physical, it's emotional, what is it? And so about two years ago, I started researching and Googling, like, uh, like you mentioned, almost anybody can do to, to start things off. I started researching what creates happiness and what makes us happy and what, what actually is happening in our brains and in our bodies to get us to these points of euphoric state or smiling or, or you know, uh, why do you love being with your family, right? And so, um, and this is actually what the Positive Vibes necklace embodies, the hexagon shape actually represents the four molecules of positivity, which which I'll jump into and explain, um, because all of them molecularly have a benzene ring, which is a six-sided bond, a hexagon bond, all at their core. So uh, the four molecules are dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, and endorphins, and I'm sure people have probably heard of maybe one, two, or uh, maybe all of them. Um, dopamine is what motivates you to take actions towards your goals, and also gives you a surge of reinforcing pleasure when you achieve them. So for example, um, I don't know about you, but I've started very recently to create lists of things that I wanna do. I bought a whiteboard and I started putting the things I wanna accomplish on it. And when I put a big line through one of the items, that releases dopamine. Mm. Um, So one of the things that you can do to create more dopamine releases is have a list of short-term, middle-term, and long-term goals, because it gives you action towards the things you want to do. And then when you accomplish them, you get that reinforcing pleasure that puts a smile on your face. So that's the first one. The second one is serotonin. And serotonin flows when you feel significant or important. Um, Conversely, loneliness and depression are present when serotonin is absent. Mm. So doing things like yoga or exercise or even feeling a part of the herd, which is actually where serotonin is, um, when you feel like you're in a community and feel significant inside of that, serotonin's very present. It creates more of those molecules in your body, which is also why I think at the time when I had my anxiety and depression, um, I didn't live with people that I thought were my friends, right? I didn't have my herd, Yeah. which also made it harder to go find the herd. So dopamine and serotonin, they're almost, uh, di- they're like a dichotomy the dopamine is what you need to go to leave the herd to go achieve it. And serotonin is the comfort you feel when being present with uh, the people that you identify with. Yeah, because I was, I was just going to say, if you feel depressed, 
and if you're like lacking serotonin what you're supposed to be doing in that situation is what you really don't feel like doing right like you don't right. feel like working out you don't want to go to yoga you don't want to reach out to people and do stuff because you're just like in this you're just stuck in this space of like i don't want to do anything i feel depressed so what would be some things you could do to get out of that yeah and, and so for me and that was my necklace right that was my reminder to go get off my butt and get back to being Greg, mm. right? Or um, call your friends, call your parents, call the people that you care about and just be like, what's up? How you doing? Yeah. I, have, uh, I have three adorable nieces and one handsome little nephew. And if I ever have that moment of anxiety that I just can't shake, I call up my brothers and my sisters in law, uh, sister-in-laws and just say, hey, can I come over for a little bit and play with them? Hmm. It, it immediately puts a smile on my face, and that's the serotonin release. So I, I think for each person, they have to find their own activity. Uh, I, I've gotten really into yoga because it, it's just, a, for me, a connection between mind, body, and spirit that every time I leave, I'm immediately happier. Hmm. Um, so serotonin, I would say go find what you love and go do it. Uh, skiing is another passion of mine. Um, in February, I actually lived in Utah for the month because it was something that I needed to do and it, I I couldn't have been happier. Um, so for each person, I would say, start by writing down the things that you identify with that are are your missions, your values and your purpose. If you don't know what those are, that's okay. Just start writing. Um, and what you'll find is you'll start discovering a lot about yourself and the things that actually you're passionate about that, that put the smile on your face. And uh, my challenge for, for anybody listening is go do it. Yeah. And I think, I guess, trying to create a life where you're not going to be lacking any serotonin. Try to make a daily life for yourself, whatever makes you feel happy and feel like you're part of community or whatever that you know is going to give you serotonin because that's what's going to make you feel great. Try to have that in your everyday life and try to identify when you're missing that. And I guess that's when you want to call on dopamine. Like, how can you get out of it? How can you then be like, okay, snap out of it, you know, just laying in bed and feeling sorry for yourself. It's not going to get you there. So no. maybe just make a list like today I want to read a book for half an hour or clean up my apartment or whatever it might be because that is actually going to help you feel happier, believe it or not. That, and, and that's the science of it, mm. right? And that's what's so cool on my on my research of finding out about these molecules. I was like, oh my God, I'm directly in control of what I can do and mm. I'm in control of my happiness. I don't like ever being out of control, which is actually what caused my anxiety. And now that I'm in control and I, and I, I know what makes me happy and I know what I need to do in order to get the smiles and the dopamine and serotonin, I'll talk about the two other molecules in, in just a minute, go do that. It, it might feel hard and you might feel sorry for yourself or if you have fun the night before and you're laying in bed and not feeling great, get out of bed and go do it. Yeah. You no, know, it's, uh, it's, it's easier said than done, but don't have any excuses. And I think for me, it's actually kind of relieving to know that, you know, it's not depending on some external source or someone else or something that's going to happen to my life. Like, I do have the power to create that happiness because it's all down to science. Like, these are molecules in our body that's going to make you feel certain ways. So yes. if it's just as easy as, like, you know, just making a list and crossing things off that list or to just go join a community or go work out or whatever it might be, I mean, it's at least a stepping stone to do the next thing. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And, and, and so I'll, I'll quickly talk about the, the two other molecules. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> My interruption. The, no, no, that, that, that's okay. I think what's cool is that they're all very different. 
um, but they all uh, accumulate or add up to be um, the recipe for for happiness. Um, the third one's oxytocin. This is the release of uh, when when you release oxytocin, it creates intimacy, trust, and strengthens relationships. Um, actually, I, I read this once that if you hug somebody for for six seconds, it releases oxytocin. Hmm. Um, or if you hold hands, or you know, instead of just saying hi and waving to somebody, if you know you shake hands with them or maybe pat them on the shoulder, it releases uh, oxytocin, which is that result of trust and you know relationship building. Um, very, very real. Uh, actually mothers, when they, uh, have kids, the levels of oxytocin in their body are through the roof, um, which is why they feel this amazing. I, I don't know. And I've asked my sister-in-laws and my, my mom as well. I'm like, D- you know, what did you feel when you, you had us as kids? She's like, I, I can't even explain it. And that's because oxytocin exists mm. and because it was released at such a high volume. Um, and it actually takes men, I think, on average about nine months to have that same level of bond because oxytocin releases a lot more slowly over those courses, that course of time. Hmm, interesting. Um, so go go be with people that you love and, and be with those, uh, create those moments of trust and relationship building. Um, and then the, the fourth and final one, I think, is probably the one that people most hear frequently. It's endorphins. It, it, the endorphins are what create that surging second wind and that uh, euphoric runner's high feeling that alleviates anxiety, which is why when I was going on a run with Keith, um, you know, time flew by and I felt really good. And you got to create these endorphin molecules in your body um, to put yourself into a really good state of mind. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a reason to why people say go exercise daily. Not daily, but, you know, frequently. Because yeah. you're going to feel better, you're going to feel happier, and you're more likely to make those lists and, you know, cross those off. And just gonna, it's going to be, become a positive circle of things instead of a negative right. one. Yeah. So That's I think, right. well, it's like with everything, but, you know, now hearing you talk about the scientific parts of it, we can really be stuck in this hamster wheel. And I think if you just keep going in the same path and not taking time to reflect or do the yoga class or go for a run or whatever you might prefer as a workout, or if you don't actually take time to do, go to a party or hang out with friends or do things that make you feel good about life, you're just going to take you further and further away from that happiness circle because right. you know, you're going to feel more stressed or more feel like you don't have enough time and you know that you're lacking the serotonin or whatever is needed for you to actually enjoy life. You might be killing it at work. You might be killing it uh, career-wise, but you're not feeling it. You're not seeing it for yourself. Yeah. And, and uh, there's another quote. I don't know if this is an Einstein quote, but this one, uh, I think it might be Einstein, is insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Mm. So if you don't actually change your habits and your behaviors and you're not happy, you're not going to change. Yeah. So you have to have a catalyst for change and an anchor for change, uh, and it has to start with you. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's that's the challenge is if, if you want to change and you want to find happiness and you're not happy now, do something differently. Well, so one thing I do want to talk about, though, because, you know, like I said, I've been obsessed with happiness since I was very young. And actually part of that journey has been on the opposite side, which is like I've struggled with having I've struggled with feeling like I had to be happy. And there were times where, you know, I may not have been as happy or just high in life that I thought I wanted to be. And so I found that difficult. And I think 
what I've learned through it all, and I would love to hear your side of it. It's about it's it's kind of about embracing the flow, and understanding that the ups and downs is really part of it too. Like you can't always mm-hmm. be on the high, because that's actually not happiness. Um, which is it sounds so weird. I don't even know how to describe it. But I'd love to hear your input about like what what is what does flow mean to you? Let's say. Yeah, I love I love how you said that because you can't always be happy. Um, sometimes really crappy things happen in life, and you know what? They're not in our control, and uh, it's okay to be sad, and it's okay to struggle, and it's okay to um, maybe not be happy. What I would kind of drum this up to though is that from all of these moments of maybe non-happiness, right? Sadness, fear, anxiety, depression, regret, whatever it may be, is actually a test to to you. It's a test to basically the other side of the spectrum. In order to know what happiness is, you have to know what not happiness is. Mm. Um, and, and one of the questions that I think you wanted to cover together, which I actually love the question is what is the difference between happiness and positivity? Happiness is a state of mood. And if you're always happy, you just can't always be happy where in my opinion, positive positivity is a state of mind where the challenges and the struggles that present themselves, you might not be happy, but you can still be positive. Mm where a lot of times people feel bad for themselves like oh this happened to me and that happened and this happened and I can't do anything about it but instead if you look at it as an opportunity like hey I'm not going to let that happen again or I'm going to do this a little bit differently next time and approach it in this state of of uh of being or in in, in this approach so that I can learn from it and get better from it and uh there are some things that create wounds in our hearts and our souls that are just not healable. But the way that you choose to live with it or without it is a mindset. And uh, I think it just makes people stronger at the end of the day. And this is where you look back on those moments and hopefully you have a smile for what has happened um, and learn from them. And I think it's way easier said. It's way easier said than done. But I don't know the right answer. That's how I feel, at least. I feel like as you're talking now and I'm reflecting back on my life, um, when I used to have a hard time with, with happiness was because I've, I thought things were supposed to happen a certain way and then they didn't. And instead of just like embracing that change, I was like, no, I'm just going to ignore the fact that that happened and I'm going to try to still be happy and just kind of forced this positivity into my life, but not working in the flow of change. And so what I've really learned growing up is that there will be challenges thrown at you and it's going to feel really hard and really tough at the time, but it's part of your life journey. And I think that ties back into the dopamine and when you can go through them and survive and come out stronger on the other end, that's when you really become even more happy and more proud of yourself. And that's when you're building character like that bold man told you about. So I think with anything um if we can get anything out of this it's like i love that you say it's difference between positivity and happiness 
because we can't always be happy. But maybe if there are hard times, I mean, maybe not to us, but someone in our surroundings, again, like if we can help that person and be there for that person, it's going to help both them and us. And build like going through tough times is what's going to define who you are. And yeah. I think finding a way to, in that moment, still find the happiness somewhere. And I think remembering that we do have the power. We can we can choose to wear a necklace around our at our chest or a stone in our pocket to just kind of hold it for a second and be like, I know I'm going through some tough times right now, but I'm still me. I can go through this. I've done it in the past. I'm going to prove myself once again. And I'm going to be super proud of myself for doing it. And I can still be happy. I can still have my morning coffee and take a break and I can be with friends. I can reach out to someone right now. I can share what I'm going through and hopefully not having to be on my own through everything. But yeah, I think happiness is about so much more than we might think it is. So I think the whole growth journey of life is what's really part of being happy, if that makes sense. I agree. And it's, it's scary, man. Is it scary? Right? Like, uh, not, not to get, too personal, but, um, I recently had somebody super close to me pass away and, uh, I don't know how to feel about it. And for, for so many reasons, because I feel like I need to be there for other people and I want to be there for other people. Um, but I don't know, I don't know how to move on from it, but all I know is I have to. Um, and when thinking about the memories, it puts a really big smile on my face. And I, I think as, as you put it, the highs and lows and ebbs and flows of it all is like, it's okay to be sad and it's okay to reflect, but all that matters is this moment. Um, and everything that's led up to this moment has made us us and everything that happens in the future is because we are where we are and, um, we can control that. And, uh, I think that's the difference between being successful in your own mind and maybe being anxious of and fearful of of not achieving it. Um, and I think there's a lot more to underlie there, but uh, I, I think that's just I think that's flow. I think that's flow is finding the things that make you happy in a day-to-day activity in life that put a smile on your face, that make you feel like you're living in the moment and you are where you're supposed to be. And the more opportunities we have to do that, the happier and the better life is. And um, I think it also makes it the swings of sadness and happiness a little bit less variant um, because you have a stronger foundation of who you are. Amen. I'm just letting it. I'm just sitting here listening. Um, I feel like I started breathing more slowly now. I don't know. I feel like the turn of this conversation just took a few notches down. I was like running over here to get here in time. And I'm like, ah, let's just, you know, enjoy life because it is right now. Thank you. I'm with, I'm with you on that one. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like if you're, yeah, I don't, I, I just, it's crazy. And you only have one, you only have one life. I know. What are we doing? Wasting it sometimes. Like it just, time flies by so crazy fast. It's just, what are you doing? You know? Take a moment, stop, and just, if you want to have that delicious juice for yourself, then go grab it, or whatever it might be, but don't make life such a big deal, I think is what I'm trying to come to with myself, you know, life is pretty, yeah, life is pretty big, but only if you realize it right now, so, 
Yeah. Yeah. All and right. I think we have to hold each other accountable. Exactly. Uh, Greg, I could keep talking to you for hours, obviously, but I think we need to start wrapping up. But before then, I just want to share with the listeners where they can find you and how they can purchase, you know, an awesome or a few awesome happiness necklaces. So if you want to learn more about Positive Vibes Only Society, you can Google Positive Vibes Only Society or the website is os.co. And all the, the thing that I'm also most excited about is that for each purchase a revenue of pro, uh, a portion of, of revenue is actually going to be donated to American Cancer Society's Hope Lodge mm. where uh, what they do is something really special is they house cancer patients and their families that are too far away from uh, the hospital systems and, and house them for free and this is what's pretty amazing is that American Cancer Society is a community the same way that I hope Positive Vibes Only Society is a community and um, so you can find us there at pvos.co um, or on Instagram, uh, our, our web our website is the same as our Instagram handle, pvos.co. And um, feel free to email me, reach out to me, or just ping us. And uh, we would love to learn more about you and what, you know, maybe some of the things that you're most happy about or struggling with now, and we can, we can talk through it. Yeah, it's all about a society, right? It's all about coming together and sharing our stories and being vulnerable and finding happiness in life so thank you so much for starting this thanks so much for like being so passionate about helping other people i'm super super honored to know you um okay so i'm gonna wrap up with my final three questions are you ready for them sure okay i am awesome all right number one if you could pick one superpower what would that be and why easy i would uh i guess i'd want to be superman so i'll go with flight because uh i think it would be super cool to fly anywhere in the world whenever you want Okay. It's kind of lame. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> well, what are you going to do when you fly, though? Just look at people from like, up, far up? Oh, no. I want to – I'm going to go down to, like, Costa Rica and go surf or mm. Utah or or, uh, or Vancouver to go ski or fly over to Europe and go eat a cannoli in Italy. I would do a lot of things. When you put it that way, I always thought, like, having the superpower to fly, like, okay, I can take a flight. But when you put it that way, I can go anywhere right now and really embrace life at its maximum. So, okay, I'll give it to you. Yeah. It's a good one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, so okay. number two then. What is one headline you wish to read in 2018? It's an amazing question, and I'll just come up with the first thing that pops into my head is that uh, positivity is contagious. Um because it is, and I believe it is, and I think in a time of our world where we are today that's full of fear and negativity, I think we need more contagious positive vibes, and I really hope that there's more science that comes out around it that encourages people to be more uh, involved in community and to actually share the good, not just the bad. So I'd love to see that a headline that is positivity is contagious and here's what you need to do to do more of it. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think we all know it. It's just like we have to keep being reminded to stay positive and to share positivity because like you said, the only thing we read and see is like negativity and like how the world is so terrible. So that's a great headline. Maybe I'll write one and just have someone post it. Yes. <laughs> yes, right. there we go. Getting to action. All right, so my final three, um, my final third, whatever you call it. If you could go back to your high school self and tell him one thing, what would that be? Learn from your failures and enjoy the moment. Wrestling for me was like a really, it was like my life. And, and 
one of my goals every year in high school was to be an All-American. And I got as close as you could physically get to being an All-American, and I, and, I, and I lost. And it's one of those things that still creeps up and, like, I kind of beat myself up about. But I would go back and just be like, dude, Greg, just look around. Learn from this moment because it's not that bad. Embrace failure, and then I think the the quote that I live by now is, uh, and and I do this because I'm a nerd, but growth is not going from wrong to right. Growth is going from wrong to a little less wrong with each iteration. Mm. Um, So I'd say learn from the failures and then get incrementally better every day. Thank you again for tuning in today. I'm super excited to have you with me on this journey of change. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes. And if you have a minute over, please leave a quick review and some stars. Thank you. I'm also to be found on Instagram via the hashtag HeyChange or on my website, HeyChange.net. So please follow me and we can be friends. All right. Until next time, have an awesome day. And don't forget to get out there and embrace some change.